Thank you so much, Adele. How is everybody this morning? Are we good? It's good to see you guys. What a week, hey? What a week. My eyes and my ears were peeled waiting for the government lives, the Prime Minister to come out and, you know, give his uh, speeches just to see if we could uh, open up the doors today and operate. Um, and so, but we're all still legal and we're here and we're social distancing and we're spread out. And uh, praise God for this big hall, hey? Praise God for this big hall. So it's good to see you all. Um, Pastor Jacob is preaching at Real Life Church uh, with David and Rochelle uh, Warwick and uh, great church down south and we know he's going to be a real blessing there uh, this morning so that's awesome. Um, you know, we're, I didn't even know, no one's really talking about Easter <laughs> so I didn't even need to, I didn't even know whether to say we're starting our Easter series today called Open Arms but you know what, Jesus still came, he still died and he still rose again. So Easter still happens, right? It's still coming. It's in three weeks and uh, we will still somehow uh, celebrate, thank him and celebrate uh, what he has done for us on that cross and how he rose again. So uh, we are starting our Easter series today called Open Arms and, uh, and we're excited about that. Are you excited? Awesome. I'm really praising God for this big hall, hey, just the fact that we can uh, still gather uh, here today. And I want to welcome our online viewers as well. It's good to have you with us. I know a number of you at home are watching online, so we haven't forgot you. Church is where you are is what I'm hearing, and that's so true. true. We are the church um, together. So it's pretty hard to distance yourself right now, really, from what is happening around the globe, isn't it? Uh, at the moment with the coronavirus pandemic, it's pretty hard. It's affecting every household uh, at the moment, across the globe, not just here in Australia, but across the globe, it's affecting every household in different ways. And things are changing every day, every day from the way we greet each other. I mean, there weren't as many elbow taps today as there were last week. I noticed we're a little bit more even distant today, which that's good. Um, you know, the way we do church is changing. It's a little bit weird, um, but that's just the way it is at the moment. You know, uh, in our workplaces, some of you are working from home. Things are changing day by day. They're changing as we speak, uh, and it's causing anxiety levels to rise. It is causing anxiety levels to rise, in most of us anyway, you know. And, uh, and first and foremost, I want to speak into that this morning. It's so important that we speak into that. You know, things may be changing all around us, but we serve an unchanging God. We serve an unchanging God. Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. Malachi 3.6 says, I, the Lord, do not change. I, the Lord, do not change. The descendants of Jacob, you people of Grace Church, you guys that are watching online, are not destroyed, says the Lord. That's good news this morning, isn't it? That is good news this morning. You know, our anxiety levels, you know, uh, the fear we are experiencing is directly related to what and who we're putting our trust in. It's directly related to that, what and who we are putting our trust in. And for me, I'm a leader. I lead people, uh, which means I have control issues. Most leaders have control issues. There we go. I've said it. I've said it out loud. Um, and so things are happening right now that are outside of my control. They're happening that are outside of my control. And you control freaks will know what I'm talking about. Most of us really do deal with control issues, really. Um, and if we're not careful, our anxiety levels would begin to rise if our trust is not in God. If my trust is not in God right now, my anxiety levels will continue to rise. Um, and so it's so important that we're looking at God at this time. 
that we're not looking to the left or to the right. We're not looking to the media. We're not looking to people's opinions. We're not looking to articles. Do you know how many articles I've read this week? <laughs> that we're not looking to all those things, but we're looking to God first and foremost. That we got our eyes firmly fixed on him. The God who spans the universe with the palm of his hand. He spans the universe with the palm of his hand. How awesome is that? The creator of the ends of the earth. The everlasting God, the all God Almighty, the God that does not grow weary or faint. You're feeling a little bit weary? You're feeling a little bit faint? God does not grow weary and he does not grow faint. That is good news this morning. Our perfect father in heaven, he's the perfect father in heaven. And you have to know and believe that God is still God. No matter what's happening, God is still God. And guess what? He's on your side. How cool is that? He is on your side. And as I said, the series this, uh, that we're starting is called, titled Open Arms. And that's exactly what God wants to extend to you, is open arms. You know, we've been praying Psalm 91 and um, we've been praying it over ourselves every day, over our families. I hope you've been joining in. If you're not, please start today. We're praying it over our city, over our nation, over, over this world, over the globe. We've been praying Psalm 91. And in verse 4 in the Passion Translation, it says this, His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. That's the type of God we serve. That is the type of God we serve, a God who is faithful, a God who is gracious, a God who is merciful, a God with big, massive arms. Is that not comforting? Massive arms wrapped around you, arms of faithfulness. He is a faithful God. He is a faithful God who will never leave you nor forsake you. He's with you in your greatest time of need. He's with you right now. He's with you. And the question is, is who are you looking to at this time? Get your eyes firmly fixed. If you've been a little bit here and there, reposition yourself. Because church, it's so important that right now we're operating from a position of faith and not fear. We have to be operating from a position of faith and not fear. And I understand that the fear that is trying to come on us is oppressive. I understand that it's real, like I get that. I understand that what we're dealing with right now across the globe is serious, I get that. I'm not taking away from that. But I also know that fear is not from God. Fear is not from God. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind power love and a sound mind how awesome is that and we need those three things right now more than ever don't we we need power we need love and we certainly need a sound mind right now do you agree church do you agree online viewers do you need a sound mind right now I know I do we need a sound mind to wait make wise decisions don't we for our families for our church, for our workplaces. Our government needs a sound mind right now, don't they? It's funny how everyone's an expert at the moment, <laughs> telling the government what to do. I, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> the government, the Prime Minister, the top health workers need sound minds right now. And even the healthcare workers that are on the ground as well, they need a sound mind to make wise decisions. And let's keep them in our prayers. We have a number of nurses in our church. Let's keep them in our prayers. But when we operate out of fear, we make silly decisions, don't we? And we're seeing it in the supermarkets. Have you seen it? 
Have you seen those videos? That's fear. That's what's happening. People are making and doing silly things because that's what fear does to people. And I get right now that the fear can be overwhelming. I understand that. But as Adele said, she preached my sermon and I love it. We need to push back. We need to not shrink back during this time as believers. It's so important that we push forward. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to have your moments. But it's a time to rise up. You can't stay there. It's a time to rise up and push back in Jesus' name because Jesus has the victory. Amen? You know, David, David fought Goliath because he knew who his God was, didn't he? He, he, knew, he knew who his God was and he knew that God was on his side. That's why he went and fought Goliath. And we have to know who our God is and, who, and, and that he is on our side. And that we can push back fear in Jesus' name. Position yourself from a, from a place of faith and not fear. And thank God for the sound mind that he's given you. I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. We need to receive that and operate in that in faith. When fear starts to get in your head, we need to remember God has given me a sound mind, not a spirit of fear. And we thank him for that. You know, the world needs the love of Jesus right now. We've heard it this morning a number of times. In their greatest time of need, they need the love of Jesus. And we have God's love to give. Isn't that cool? We have agape love. You know what agape love is? It's God's love that comes, that's in you and then flows out of you to other people. And I want to remind us, church, the word that God gave us just a few short months ago. Do you remember it was January, not that long ago? <laughs> Do you remember? I remember I was in Calvary and God gave me this word for our church. And do you remember the word? The word was to have and to possess and to step into an unrestrained boldness. That was the word for our church. And has not God called us for such a time as this? Has not God called us for such a time of, of this? God is not, he's not being sideswiped. You know, we've been a little sideswiped. It's not, we're just, yeah, it's. We're just sort of business as usual and then it's not. But God's not. He knew exactly. He knows. He's not been sideswiped. He knows exactly what he's doing and the word has not changed. It's still the same. It hasn't changed. It is still the same, which is to have and to possess and to step out into an unrestrained boldness. Yes, be smart. Yes, be wise. Yes, be safe. But we are still called. And we've, have we, not we been called for such a time as this? You know Esther? And her uncle said to her, for such a time as this, she was fearful to go before the king. Have we not been called for such a time as this? You know, people are struggling without hope, fearful, shaken, uncertain. And we are like that at times too, aren't we? I expect all of you are going through all those different emotions as well. But we know that our God is an unshakable God. We know that. We know that we stand on a solid foundation. We know that he is our rock. And he calls us to minister that to other people. People are afraid of losing their jobs. Some of them, it's already happening. Job security, people are struggling financially. Businesses closing down, etc. Some of us are concerned about our loved ones that are vulnerable, aren't we? We're, we're concerned about these things. What's going to happen, you know? People need the love of Jesus right now. 
people need the love of Jesus right now and we are called to give that love away. The love that we have in our hearts from Jesus, the hope that we have, the security that we have, God's calling us to rise up and step out in an unrestrained boldness and to give that love away. And, it, and it's going to happen in different ways. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. Acts 4.32 says this, All the believers were one in mind and heart. Selfishness was not a part of their community, for they shared everything they had with one another. You know, these believers in Acts, in the early church, they were living in fear too. If you think about it, they were living in fear. They were afraid that they were going to die. They were afraid that they were going to get persecuted for their faith. They were pe- and they were people, they're not just, they weren't just some superheroes that we can't relate to. They were people like you and me, people that loved God, people that were just going about their business. Yet the Bible says they were one in mind and heart and selfishness was not a part of their community they banded together they united together you know we're seeing all this hoarding and and panic buying and all those certain things that's happening that's not who we are it's tempting to go insular at this time isn't it it's tempting to go inward to think about me mine and my isn't it it is tempting because we're human it's tempting to do that instead of we we can self-isolate if we need to we can quarantine if we need to we can practice social distancing and we do all those things but it's so important that we still have the mindset of we that we still have the mindset of togetherness that we still have the mindset of being connected because we're called to be in one mind and one heart however that looks like moving forward you know, and things are changing day by day. But we have a responsibility, church, to hold on to this. We have a responsibility not to go inward, not to be me, my and mine. And I don't think you are, but it's good to be reminded because what I'm saying is it's easy when the fear comes, it's easy to start thinking like that. And I'm just reminding us and speaking truth into the atmosphere right now that we break that in Jesus' name and that we rise up and take responsibility to keep that connectedness to keep that we, to keep that uh, togetherness, that we don't lose what we have here. And we're not going to lose what we have here because we're going to come out the other end better and stronger in Jesus' name. You know, our church is known for family. It's known for uh, uh, grace. It's known for warmth, isn't it? You know, always when people come through the doors, it's just that warmth, that mercy, that grace, that family. And so we want to hold on to that as we move into this next season. And we all play a part in that. So it's important that we do keep giving. It's important that we do keep serving. And whatever that may look like, we might need to get creative in our serving. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it, church? It's a time to, to be reaching out, to step out, to, to walk in that unrestrained boldness that God has called us to as a church. The next season could call for creativity, innovation. You know, we're getting creative this morning a little it's important that we don't use it as an excuse to backslide, an excuse to fall away from God or to stop reading your Bible or to stop praying. You know, it's so important now more than ever that we do all those things and even more. It's important now that we do those things even more. Pray Psalm 91 every day. Pray it over yourself, your family. You know, I was saying yesterday in one of our Facebook lives, get the worship music on. Crank it. That's what I'm doing. Crank it. 
push back the fear and the darkness that's trying to come upon you because the enemy is having a field day, right? And so we crank that music and we just push back the fear and the darkness. We pray, whatever your thing is, you know, some people are more worship, some are more prayer warriors, whatever it is, some are more speaking out God's word. But whatever it is, we need to get active. We need to rise up and be responsible. We need to fight in the spirit. We can't just lay down and go, oh, oh, you know, hmm, what can I do? We can do a lot, can't we? We can rise up in Jesus' name. Yes, are you there? Push back the fear and darkness. Do not sink into dis- to despair. Get connected through technology. You know, you've had your thoughts about it. You want to stay connected at this stage and moving into the next few months, you're going to have to get connected. Jump on Facebook, jump on Instagram, jump on the website, check your emails, phone calls, text, WhatsApp. We've got to stay connected as we go and move into the next season as a church. It's so important. So I really want to encourage you in that. Don't isolate yourself more than you have to. Don't isolate yourself. And I'm not saying go against what the government's saying. I'm just saying don't isolate yourself more than you have to. You c- and what I mean is you can be at home, but you can still reach out through technology, right? The believers in Acts in the early church, they met in homes every day and they broke bread, didn't they? You read about it in Acts, didn't they, Harriet? Yeah, they did. They had an everyday faith, didn't they? An everyday faith. And that's what God's calling us to right now to have an everyday faith, not just a Sunday church faith, but an everyday faith in Jesus' name. Romans chapter 1, verse 1 in the message, it says this. This is God speaking to you. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. Fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Notice that word quickly? Not maybe in a day or two or a week or mm, maybe next year, God. Quickly. Quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. What a great piece of scripture for right now. God is calling us to an everyday faith. Now more than ever. Now more than ever. Not a time to shrink back. I love it, Adele. Not a time to shrink back, but a time to push forward. He's calling for more. We think things are getting taken off us. Oh, you know, we might not be able to meet in church, but everyone's going online or whatever it is. But he's calling us to more. He's calling us to more. An everyday faith, which is what it's always meant to be, right? (laughs) It's the gospel. You know, God hasn't caused the coronavirus, but I can see and I know, and, and you can probably too, you can see his hand in and through it all, can't you? He's using this to shake us up. He's using it to shake us up, to grab our attention for both believers and non-believers, for both believers and non-believers. What the devil meant for evil, 
God will turn for good. Amen? And I really believe that God's going to spin this thing on the devil's head. He's going to be sorry he even started this because I think God's going to do what he wants to do in and through it all. You know, I've been asking myself recently, just in the last week or so, God, what, what is it you're saying? What are you saying and doing through all of this? Well, I was looking for God in, in, in and through it all. You know, as much as I've been pl- paying close attention to, to, you know, when the Prime Minister's going to come out and give his, um, his speeches to, so we can work out, you know, what decisions we need to make as a church, I've been paying really close attention to that because we need to, because there's things we need to do on the natural, right? There's things we need to do in the natural and they're important. But there's also the spiritual. There's the spiritual and it's what is God saying? What is God doing? What are you doing, God? And you're listening for that one voice. You're pushing all the other voices aside and you're fixing your eyes firmly on him and you're saying, what are you doing, God? And you're listening to his voice. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. And so I've been asking him this question and he answered me yesterday morning at 3am, mind you. <laughs> and this is simply what he said. He said, I want my people. I want my people. And he's talking about all of us. He's not just talking about non-believers. He's talking about the believers and the non-believers. He says, I want my people. He wants us to turn to him. He wants us to surrender. And I'm speaking to believers and non-believers. He wants his people, that's all of us. He wants us to surrender. He wants us to stop running. If you're watching online this morning and you're a non-believer, God wants you. He wants you. You're his child. He wants you to know that he's good. He wants you to know that he's faithful. He wants you to know that he has big, massive arms, arms of faithfulness to protect you. And he simply said, I want my people. And how that looks for each of you, you need to figure that out. But he wants you. And, you know, it can be such a simple prayer as well for believer and non-believer. Such a simple prayer. It's just, God, I'm sorry, I'm yours. That's all it is. God, I'm sorry and I'm yours. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Amen. And church, we've been given power. Why have we been given power? To proclaim the word of God. The scripture on Vision Sunday that I gave was talking about that power and how we can proclaim the word of God freely and courageously with an unrestrained boldness. We've been given the Holy Spirit. How cool is that? Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. He said, wait here and I'll send the Holy Spirit. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. And he's true to his word. He's true to his word. He's a God that can be trusted. We are not alone. We have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And God has called us to a mission. He's called us to a mission. But not just that. Then he gives us power to fulfill that mission, that call upon our life. And, you know, here at Grace Church, our vision has not changed. It's still the same. It's still the same. It's still connect, connect, grow, empower. (laughs) Tracy's got it. (laughs) Connect, grow, empower. Yes, it might look a little bit different in the coming weeks or months. It may look a little bit different with our Easter 
uh, activities cancelled, you know, no food after the service, chairs spaced out, people having to isolate, quarantine, you've got your arms length away, that's good to see. We're practising social distancing, we can't hug or shake hands and I expect there's more changes to come. But our vision is still our vision, regardless. Connect, grow, empower. It's helping people to connect with God, grow in relationship and then empowered to make a difference. We are still called and God is still God. Amen? Amen. You know, the world needs Jesus right now and all he has to offer. Healing, peace, strength, forgiveness. What else is there? Grace, mercy, joy, love. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. How awesome is that? You know, God had open arms to send his son Jesus to this earth for you and for me. And then Jesus had open arms, didn't he, when he died on a cross for you and for me. And now we are called to have open arms, now more than ever before, to the people around us, yeah? To our families, to each other, to our city, our nation, the world. God is calling us. It's not a time to shrink back but to rise up. And again, God has not given you a spirit of fear but of power, love and a sound mind. I hope that gets in your spirit because you're going to need that. I hope it gets in your spirit. Amen? Amen. If I can just have Chris up, that'll be awesome. Um, last week I said that we're going to do uh, our soul focus. Um, as you know, as a church, we've been praying for our loved ones and, um, and we're going to continue to build on that. So all last year, there's so many names uh, in this box over here that we've been praying for all last year. We've been praying this year as well. And this morning we're going to have an opportunity to add into that, those that your loved ones that you've been praying for you know, that you've been believing for salvation. And if you're online and you're listening and you'd like a name to go into that box, then just uh, direct message us and we'll make sure that happens as well. And so we're going to have um, a moment where we can do that this morning. So you've got the cards on your seats and then if you need a pen, just put your hand up in the air and then um, you can write the name down and pick a bit different name than the one you put last time, obviously, because that person unless they're giving their heart to Jesus Christ, which we've had a few testimonies, which is awesome, um, will add to this box here. So that's uh, so important. And we're going to keep praying for our people, aren't we? We're going to keep praying for our people, keep praying for our loved ones. So we're just going to have a moment right now where we'll just take some time to do that. If you're online um, listening as well, if you want to send through some names and we'll be praying for them. We'll put them in the box. I'll write them on a piece of paper and uh, we'll make sure that your loved ones continue to receive prayer as well, particularly during this time. Thank you.